Welcome to the Law of Startups Podcast. I'm Mike Schneider. And I am Joe Wallen. Thanks for being with us today. Today, we are lucky to have on the show Kara Jacinta. She is the president and founder and CEO of a company called Four Commas. Welcome to the show, Kara. Thank you so much for having me, Joe. For sure. Thank so you, talk Mike. to us. Talk to us about what you're working on at Four Commas. Well, it's so exciting. I um, have been working on Four Commas since um, about November of last year. Okay. Incorporated this year, so super excited to um, to be doing what I am doing this far. Um, but we're basically developing the best world possible. We're doing that in a couple of different ways. We're focusing on high tech, high logic solutions um, through in the broad. A, a broad variety of sectors, um, but the one that we're focusing on right now is U.S. veterans. Okay, and so the plan. What's the plan there? Like, how do you like, how do you plan to help those folks? Well, it was very challenging at the beginning, of course, when I put my attention on the situation. Um, <clears throat> we have created a plan to help them increase their income between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars a year. Um, last year, when my business partner kind of put my attention on this challenge that we face, which um, there are 500,000 unemployed U.S. veterans as of last year, and 50,000 of them are are homeless. Uh, I really just, all all, all I wanted to do was figure out how it would be very easy to help them increase their income so they can get start getting you know some of their needs met Maslow's hierarchy so they can start um, you know realizing their further potential you know they they go overseas and they fight for us and they're our heroes and then once they come back to the United States they become this word veterans and all of a sudden it's not glamorous it's not um, exciting to be a veteran and. I think that it's really hard on their um, mental energy. You know, I'm a big supporter of Joseph Campbell and the story, or the hero's journey. And I feel like what's going on when they come back in the hero's journey is that that's just like they're stuck. The government doesn't really offer them a lot of um, options or solutions for for training. And so I have a tech background and. You know, I've always increased my income by increasing my digital skills. So I did some research. I found that with certain language programming languages, you can increase your income between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars. So I started doing research into all of the different ways that you can learn how to code okay. out there in the world. And there is so many. <clears throat> um, you know, there are just all sorts of ways that you can learn how to code. Um, and there are all a lot of different ways that individuals can um, get job placement. What I realized, though, is that um, and in this kind of you know in the why of of why of the story um, backtrack. I grew up with a very severe brain injury, and um, learning was always very difficult. In fact, it, um, my brain injury caused me a lot of PTSD. It happened when I was four and a half years old, um, and <clears throat> what I realized is that there are a lot of similarities between what veterans have gone through over more, you know, coming back with PTSD, and my challenges with learning. So I put my team and um, my brain, and we put our, our, you know, kind of thinking caps on and uh, brainstorm, and we came up with a really neat four-step system 
a software, um, it will be all online, uh, that can help them go from institutionalization to self-actualization. That's great. So it's it's online training primarily, or is it? Um, t- tell me a little bit about what the product looks like. So it's it's a software hardware combo, um, and again, we're <laughs> we're still in works to try to you know figure out our IP uh, because this is very special. I am very excited about the um, the way that I set this up. So the um, the actual I'm not sure exactly the name. In fact, um, the story doesn't necessarily have to do with the name, but I do call it 4P, and that stands for Play, Passion, Purpose, and Power. And the way that that works is um, as soon as someone comes into the system, pardon me, they go into the Play module, and it is, um, it's a software hardware component, so they'll be wearing um, Fitbits and EEGs. We'll be monitoring their biofeedback rhythms, and we'll be monitoring their brainwave patterns, we will know when they are bored, angry, or frustrated. We will know when they are starting to lose attention. One of the things that happened with me as I was learning, and this is exactly why I created this system, was I my brain can short circuit like really quickly. Like if, if you try to tell me too much <clears throat> and I and my brain cannot keep up, instead of me calmly saying, hey, can you, can you slow down? You know, this is, this is too much. Because of the way that um, some things happened in my injury and PTSD, I short circuit instead of um, find ways to keep learning. And short and circuit, you mean like with, right, kind that's of what happens tune with out? A lot of individual, sorry, what would you, you say? Do you tune out or do you, when you say short circuit, what, what, what happens? You just kind of um, lose <clears> attention? Is that the... Is that the there, are, there are different things that happen to me and, and different things happen to every single individual. Uh, you know, it has to do with a lot with cranial nerves and, and inflammation. Um, but for me, when I short circuit, I tend to um, physically start to heat up. Mm. Um, I, my brain doesn't just start to shut down. It actually starts to um, kind of go into like alert mode <laughs> where I like I, I literally can't hear any more words. And it makes... It, it's so strange, and this is how I, I created this system, so I'm grateful for it, but I, it can send me into frustration or anger or just, you know, like, I, yeah, I do shut down and, like, you know, need, make probably one of the reasons why I'm an introvert. But um, it gives me a very in-depth insight into um, the psyche of someone who has gone through PTSD and why they're homeless or why they're unemployed or why they're not able to... Uh, learn new skills. It's not easy when your brain is not working well. And that's one of the biggest things that I realized when I did my research with veterans is that their brains are just not working optimal at this moment in time. And that's not to their, you know, there's no fault, there's no blame. Let's just figure out the scientific way to get them from institutionalization to self-actualization. So the play part of the module system is actually something that's going to be, pardon me, throughout the entire training. So it's it's monitoring your biofeedback. It also is linked to something that I want to um, actually would love to trademark this term: teamification. I believe that vets are so team oriented that when they come back um, to uh, to the United States, they don't have the team anymore, and they don't have. Um, their comrades around them, and they don't have that human connection. You know that um, I read an interesting fact: the opposite of 
addiction is not sobriety, it's human connection. So I really, my whole system, while it's software and hardware based, at the beginning is really working them into reorienting the team, rebuilding the team, just getting them used to using the team to help them uplift them out of any situation. So I I call it, um, there's this term that we're using called um, critical critical affect state. And what that means is an individual, you know, let's say we're, they're in a, um, one of our training gyms to, to learn how to code. Um, and their biorhythms start to show that they're angry, frustrated, or bored. Um, it's going to trigger the rest of the teammates to start encouraging them or to start, you know, saying, Hey, why don't you go take a break? Why don't you go run around? <clears throat> One of the things I also learned about veterans is they're very body oriented. So to put them behind a computer, you know, for even six hours a day is going to make them frustrated as well. They love to work out. They love to move their body. So it's having this biofeedback affect management is so crucial to the success of them becoming um powerful developers so you mentioned uh, like facilities so is, is tell me a little bit about the, the business plan are you are you opening up physical locations for people to come and train or is is the software something that people will use in their homes or a little both the software will be something that they use in their homes um my uh, an individual that i'm working um <clears throat> right now on figuring out how the logistics work out he is actually building va facilities in Texas, so there will be certain facilities um, based on someone's um, percentage of relapse into a drug addiction. Uh, but in terms of individuals who are just veterans who are just unemployed, this will be a completely online system. Um, but but it will connect them to veterans in the area. Um, that when I say the biofeedback affect management, it's um, it's something that will trigger other people in the area or even other people online to help out so it's not something that you have to actually be in a physical location. I did want this to be <clears throat> you know, nationwide and not have to have a facility. I want to employ as many veterans as possible in the shortest amount of time. I do believe that the things that I am creating are going to uh, teach them how to code in a very efficient and effective way and um, is not going to uh, require a lot of a lot of resources. I mean, they'll get like a package in the mail, you know, that has their Fitbit and their EEG monitor. Um, you know, they'll they'll have some workbooks and handouts. And but yeah, primarily this is all online. And so what happens next after the play? It goes into purpose, which is this is um, where we do a lot of team building exercises. I want to really get them back into the mode of they're team-oriented, they're, they're mission-focused. Um, this The purpose part of this is very important because I believe that when you're developing developers, so let me backtrack. One of the things that I found in my research was, okay, so you teach someone how to code. Yay. Now what? Um, there are a lot of individuals out there who do know how to code but still have not yet been able to find a job. So just learning how to code is not necessarily mean that you have em- you're employable, and so I <clears throat> I really started to realize that okay so um, 
Tommy, my like I'm gonna call him my mentor at the moment. Sure, sure. He, um, you know, the goal was how do we increase their income? And me just teaching them how to code, it just gave them one piece of the pie. So I realized that I need I, and this is the second part of the piece that I've created is an actual developing agency. So we, I essentially will be creating a workforce agency that I can outsource um, to other companies, that I can outsource to my own because Four Commas is also bringing other high-tech, um, high-logic solutions to the market. Um, you know, we've got a lot of app ideas. So I just, I realized that perhaps I could solve, I could um, solve two challenges in one. And so that's where People to Programmers was born. And that is an agency that focuses on <clears throat> helping individuals understand what their true purpose is. You know, everyone is really skilled at something. Everyone has um, a unique set of tool tools in their you know tool set. And the the teamification part of purpose is helping individuals realize where they go in a team. Because one of the things I I know in working with my team. Um, it, the more you understand the weaknesses, the better you can work in the team. Because a team is, is based on, hey, you have this strength, I have this weakness. Oh my gosh, you have this, that weakness, and, and I have a strength there. So let's work together. And that's where you get this like, you know, equally yoked, balanced um, whole that can go and, and attack whatever mission is out there. And so I want... I think that's that's where my system differs a little bit from the military. I wanted to create a system that was somewhat similar so that it was very easy for them to assimilate and transition, uh, but also just enough difference to where, because one of the things, you know, I come from a military background. My Both my grandparents are very, very um, devout military men. And I have a lot of uh, military friends, and one of the things that I noted <clears throat> The military loves to um, build your weaknesses and just, you know, pump up the weaknesses. Uh, but that's where we are kind of focused. We really want to just really increase your skills, um, but really highlight where you're most skilled and um, help you understand how that works out in a team setting. Right. So tell me about, you know, so who's your, sounds like your customer is the, the veterans and, and in some cases folks that are are down on their luck and trying to turn things around. How, how, what's your plan for selling the, the product? Is your customer, you know, the, the Veterans Administration? Is your customer uh, the government or, or charities that might want to fund it in order to help homeless folks or, or down on their luck veterans get back on their feet? Like, how, how are you approaching bringing it to market and then eventually monetizing? Or, or is so monetization is not, it, it, you know, it, it, not, that, not that it has to be a, you know, a monetization strategy. It could be doing it purely, purely, uh, you know, for, for, um, charitable reasons, but I, I, you know, what's the, what's the plan from a business standpoint? Well, I'm glad that you're asking this because this is actually might be where I, I could use some feedback. Um, how I developed this, it was completely geared towards government contracts. Um, and you know, just, um, government contracts with the VA hospital or correctional facilities, um, federal correctional facilities. Um, and then I realized that I have to have a lot of things passed by Congress um, in order to make this happen. And 
Well, I am working with someone who um, can help me get things passed through Congress. I think there is going to be a much bigger uphill battle that I have to climb if I want to go that route. Yeah, that's a tough. Um, that's a tough approach. If if their business's success uh, depends on on Congress or, or the Senate doing something, <laughs> it's a it might be a it might be a long haul to get them to oh, move since they're, they seem to be so slow. Uh, and something and that I don't even, it, you know, real, I'm all about results, right? So I'm not doing things just to do things. I, like I, Tommy said, how can we help these individuals raise their income from fifty to hundred thousand dollars? And I'm determined to make that happen. So I, um, I found this out that it, my plan might be hard to get passed through Congress, like literally a week, a week ago, a week ago. And it's, um, it greatly put this, you know, ginormous chasm into, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How is this going to work? Because I have created such a fantastic system that can help them go from where they are to, you know, hero developers. Um, so I I took a step back. <clears throat> I did some meditating. Well, I freaked out first. <laughs> then did some meditating. Um, and I just started to see that this could be very profitable in the private sector. I just have to come up with a unique business model that can help fund putting each veteran through my 4P training system, um, which actually is is pretty pricey given, you know, I, I had designed this around going after government contracts and, um, you know, kind of the therapy involved is is extensive, but I can say that once these individuals go through this training, that I would not want to lose any one of these employees. Like this is this this training system. I it's something. I mean, I can imagine Microsoft wanting to like poach my employees in the future because of the NAD therapy, because of the teamification, because of the um, the the programming gym modules that we're doing. And we're not just teaching these individuals, you know, like C Sharp or here at Go Learn Java. Um, it's very, the, the, the sequencing of how we're teaching these individuals to develop is what is unique. Also, of course, the biofeedback. But um, so I realized that maybe there's another way. And I think I've come up with it, but that's where I'm stuck because I had an individual... Um, Help me out at Creature, and um, so he think, thinks that this this is too. So I have a three part system now. We know Creature, by the way. Creatures, Creatures, a um, what? They're a design firm. They're, they're a creative agency in town, right? It, it's a one of the best. For, yeah, they're they're really great. I've been to their their headquarters. Joe and I went. Super a while storytellers. Back. I've worked for Nike. You know, I've done really amazing things. Yeah, great storytellers. <clears throat> anyway, keep going, Kara. So. That's where I'm a little bit stuck, though, is telling the story of, okay, so I have I have this training system, this vocational training system, great. It costs this much money, great. Okay, now they have become trained, and they are enrolled in my developing agency, and they are ready for deployment. Um, you know, so I'm I have a feeling that I could probably get some contracts just in outsourcing the labor, uh, but then I also thought. But I really want to make sure that this is self-sustaining, always cash flow positive, um, you know, really adding intense value into society. And I came up probably, well, this came up uh, like a month ago, but I put the two together. I want, 
I've been working on some IoT technology. Um, Internet in fact, of Things, right? Yes. And yes. that's we, last week we talked about uh, Internet of Things with with uh, J, J. Paul Hammond, or H. H. Yeah. Paul Hammond. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Internet of Things is kind of topical. We just we just uh, we just talked it's about a it. Fun recently. topic. Yeah, it's really great. So I want to. Um, I ha- am building really fun. Um, really fun ways of doing things in the hospitality and resort industry. Um, <clears throat> and I, read about, I read about a really cool Internet of Things device the other day. Oh, really? You, you put this little device on your, like, on your backpack or something. If someone picks up your backpack, the device starts screaming. I love it. Yeah. I, I want one. <laughs> I want one where you, put it, where you put it on a credit card. So if you ever left a restaurant with a credit card, your phone would go off. I mean, really. Like, we should sense. not be leaving credit cards around. Sure. Sure. Anyway, we're working on little stickers. <laughs> anyway, no, we're, I'm really excited about the um, IoT. So excited. I mean, it's just wide open. You know, I'm from uh, Wyoming, Montana, so I'm kind of like this wild, wild west girl, and I feel like IoT is like that wild, wild west. Like, it's just so prime for us to go out and explore. Create all sorts of different IoT devices. And, but then, you know, you have so much... Um, developing, you need a lot of developer time to actually just monitor all of the IoT devices. And so right. that's why um, when I, so about a month ago, wanting to do get into the IoT um, and wanting to do it in the hospitality industry, um, I've built out, you know, exactly how our design and services are going to run. And then I kind of like wanted to, I, it just seemed like the two wanted to just, they were like magnets and they wanted to come together. But I don't know how to tell the story of, you know, they're definitely two separate entities. 4P and 2P right. is one. And then um, TUTIS, which is our IoT project we're working on. TUTIS right. is a Latin for safe. Um, it, I saw the, the, the contracts and the projects that we're taking to market with IoT okay. and how much management I'm going to need of the actual devices, of the actual, um, you know, things that happen, things that move, uh, the apps that we're developing for the IoT. And I, and it made sense that I, um, I train my developers for my IoT company. Right. So tell us about this, this team. So it sounds like you've got some, you've got a tech background, right? You, you, you said you, we can take a step back again and, and sort of hear about sort of how you got to where you are and the types of things you've worked on. But tell us about like who's on the team. What are they? What are they? Uh, it sounds like they're working on multiple projects. Tell, tell us about sort of the company in general. Well, so for commas, um, you know, it's actually a project that I've had in my brain since I was probably five years old. I have always wanted to uh, build a company that created solutions that helped us live on the planet seven times seven times seven generations. And this is very important. I am a big fan of Buckminster Fuller and I absolutely subscribe to the um, the philosophy that this earth can sustain eight plus billion individuals as long as resources are managed appropriately. And that's actually why I'm excited about IoT, but that's a little save that for the end. Uh, but I, so for commas, I just wanted to create a team that could build and execute 
anything that I wanted them to do. You know, I'm really, I, like I said, I'm, I was born in Wyoming and grew up in Montana, so I am very connected to nature. And I see that if we don't start reallocating resources, not reall, I don't want to say reallocating, I don't like that word. If, if we don't start managing our resources appropriately, we will not be able to sustain any life on this spaceship. And so that's why I, build for, I built four commas. I really believe that we are um, building and making life experiences better for everyone. Um, there are several projects we're working on to make that happen. Um, Raqqa is one of them. We believe that we are um, building a much better selfie experience for everyone. Um, what is, tell me about that. What, is, what does it mean <laughs> to have a better selfie experience? Well, that's a that's a really really fun one, and and Joe's familiar because Joe. Joe's, I've, ex- I've experienced a better selfie experience, Mike. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I actually have. I've experienced a better selfie experience. Yeah, we had it. We had a, a fun a fun selfie experience at the end of a, a corporate, very corporate um, meeting. Now, I the selfie experience, you know, right now it exists very archaic with your arm, or you can. Um, become go-go gadget, you know, like inspector gadget and use a selfie stick. Um, I believe that <clears throat> selfies are actually just the new age self-portrait. Um, unfortunately though, our technology has not enabled us to um, really focus on the creativity of self-portraits. Self-portraits help actually to, um, they serve so many different needs. Um, I'm a big fan of self-actualization. In fact, you'll hear me talk about it a lot. Um, I believe that selfies are actually a tool for self-actualization. You know, one of the things that happened um, just in growing up in, in my life, um, suffering a brain injury, I went through a lot of experiences that were very challenging for me. And self-portraits, you know, they, they date back so long you know the selfie movement is just like I said this new age self-portraits what's sad though is that either you just get a face or you know you've got this you know really weird selfie ang- um, selfie stick angle and and I just feel like that's really inhibiting our society so I mean I've got a lot of philosophy behind why I want the selfie movement to be changed but more importantly I'm all about getting people to celebrate life to get excited about what they're doing um, and not feel like selfies are narcissistic. Like Joe, did you feel like that was narcissistic when we stopped to have that little <laughs> little selfie moment? Uh, no, no, not necessarily. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it that at all. It was more documenting life. So, how does your solution differ? Like, what, what, what? Tell me. Oh, it sounds, well, I'm we, intrigued. We have a really, really fun selfie 3.0 tool. We have a tool that fits in your back pocket. Uh huh. It's like a selfie stick, but it fits in your back pocket, or it's a yeah. It's it's credit card sized. It's credit card sized, um, and we're getting into the promotional um, item industry. We've already got um, several large alcohol um, companies excited in kind of just blanketing the country in, in credit card sized selfie stands. Cool. That so sounds really like a, that sounds like its own like it sounds like its own thing. Like uh, it, it could be, a, we could probably talk about that for a half hour. Yeah, no, um, we could. <laughs> so tell me, like, how are you? How do you? It sounds like you've got a wide variety of projects going on at once, and you've got a team of developers that help with them. How do you? How do you fund all this? Are, are you? Have you raised money, or are you self-funded, or are you, are you profitable with the self until now? It's been absolutely nuts, and the the funding part of this has been nuts. I um, and and here's actually where I can say 
that I need a lot of growth. Um, you know, I'm a new CEO. I'm a newbie. I call it, I'm a newbie CEO. Um, I'm very proud of it, but, you know, I, I need a lot more experience under my belt to be some of these other big dogs. I recognize that, you know, experience is what trumps, um, you know, kind of the, the, the real players from the wannabes. Um, I did, I made some errors. I made some tactical errors. Um, you know, I, I've, I'm an individual who is a visionary. I kind of like to say I'm this visionary futurist and I, I saw, um, I saw something very large and then went after it and tried to figure out how to build my wings on the way down. If I had to do this all over again, I would have, um, primarily just focused all on the selfie as that's been um, one of the projects I've worked on the longest. Um, however, there were just a lot of things that happened. Like I lost one of the patents that I had, um, had to go find another patent. Um, and in that interim of all of kind of the drama that was going on in the selfie project, um, that's when I met uh, Tommy, um, who, you know, as a mentor now, um, who is who said, hey, what can we do about this veterans challenge? And then all of a sudden, my, you know, I saw this immediate need and I saw that, you know, I, um, I could get government contracts. So I just went for it, kind of leaped. Like I said, I've been self-funded, self-funded, very bootstrapped. And Joe can tell you this. I'm, and I'm still in that mode. Um, I'm not exactly sure how it's all going to play out yet. Well, it takes a lot of guts, <laughs> um, and so I applaud, applaud you for that. Thank I think mean, that's an awesome thing to do to just jump and then try to figure it out. <laughs> it's a bit, I mean, you'll hear like people who've had great success. I mean, what does Reed Hoffman define as an entrepreneur? Someone who like yeah jumps and then builds their wings on the way down or something like that. I mean, it's hard to do. It is hard. Well, and we we had um, we had some funding, but it fell through last or uh, a week and a half ago, and so I've just been. Kind of hustling and looking for the next uh, open door, but also, you know, I I am one of the most um, positive people I know. I really feel like things happen for a reason. You're not always sure why, or but all of a sudden a new door will open. Like when I met Joe. Here, well, I just want to backtrack how I met Joe. Oh my gosh, I was. Make sure this is good. good no, it was, it was a good. I think it was. I was panicked. I was on. You know, I'm in the 42nd floor here at the Columbia Tower. I was panicked, 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 and because my attorney um, was n just not able to help me because he's on the other side of the water, and um, you know I feel like it's kind of important to have people in your building <laughs> now. And all of a sudden, some random investor sent me a text message and say, said, "Hey, there's an open house on the 32nd floor. You should come." Um, and I had no intention of like meeting any attorney because I really didn't think that. Even though I was panicked, I, I wasn't like on my high agenda to like have to solve. Uh, came to the event and oh my gosh, immediately talking to Joe. He just, he, Joe, you're like a superhero attorney. And once I found Joe though, it was like catapulted me into an entirely different level. And then all of a sudden, um, you know, some of these things started to fall into place. And, you know, I'm just, I, I just keep marching. That's all I can do. Great. Well, thanks for, for taking the time to, to come on. And um, so how can tell us how people can find out about about this, the, the, Roca pro, the Roca product or the, the, the selfie stick and maybe if, if they want to find out more about the, um, the four commas uh, and, the, and the veterans training. How, where, where can they go to find out more? 
Go to fourcommas.com and that's F-O-R. Great. And the selfie, the selfie product is that something people can buy? Is it in the? Is it in Amazon or where? How do they? How will they find that? Um, not yet. They can find it through. Um, their a local bar near you will um, be having an event, and you can go and pick one up there. Oh, terrific. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on, and uh, yeah, and thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll all see you next week.